Harry Caravello says, uh, sorry folks, but my acting career has end just ended. Oh no, it's no more Scary Perry? I don't know what that means. Scary Perry A1A, yeah, that's his, uh, that's his Twitter handle. Uh, but the big three, uh, podcast hasn't been, uh, hasn't been on lately. Right, and one of the guys, is it Don, has his own podcast? Yeah, Don Barris is doing, uh, uh, Simply Don the podcast or something like that where, yeah, I mean, he, um, I don't know, he's had, like, a few interviews and then he has, like, um, kind of, like, oddball characters, uh, but not Perry. Like, uh, like a guy that, uh, he calls the Schizo Surfer. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what, if, 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 if people are Don Barris fans, they can find him doing that, and I think he's still opening for, uh, Jimmy Kimmel in L.A. Uh, I think he's still the, the, the audience warm-up for that. And now there's some changes going on in late night TV, right? That's right. Um, yeah. What did What have you heard about it? I guess people, but David Letterman's leaving, right? I I yes, David Letterman is leaving. I've heard that Chelsea Handler is being considered. For, what for for a Letterman replacement? Not for Letterman, but for late late night, I guess. Okay. Um, I wonder though, if she can be the Chelsea Handler we know and love on. What is it? Uh, not public TV, but network TV. Oh, um, you know? yeah, she had a show on E, and if I'm not mistaken, didn't that, that show on E end recently? I don't know, but I think it, it might have, and maybe that's why she's looking at this CBS gig. Well, um, I heard, I thought I heard that Stephen Colbert was named as a replacement for David Letterman. Yes, yes, he was. Oh, I see. So you're talking. You're you're. Uh, the, the New York Daily News seems to have something about Chelsea Handler addresses rumors of hosting CBS late. Uh, dot dot dot. And, yeah. You know, something in the headline. Yeah. So uh, she tweeted a photo, and she had like a script or something, and there was the CBS logo on it. So I think that made people speculate. And she was like at a work meeting, and was her tweet or something to that degree. Okay. Um. Yeah, uh, it it's hard to tell by the E website whether a show is ended. So what what do you think like happens with that format of show? Do you think that format's kind of stale, or do you think because I guess I guess some people are watching uh, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, you know I think um, Chelsea and Stephen Colbert can breathe maybe some new life into that um, into that genre. You know, that kind of later night interview question variety show, really? I mean, that's kind of kind of what it was. You know, it makes people kind of laugh and talk to celebrities. I mean, I think it's it fits a nice hole in the, the network's kind of lineup. You know, that 11, 12 kind of later night, people are up, whatever they want to know. They want something before they go to bed. Um so yeah, I, I'm I'm curious to see. Like, but I'm kind of sad that like I don't. I mean, I don't know actually, but I'm assuming that the Stephen Colbert show will be ending. Yeah. Um. The uh, I guess I guess in the DVR era, um, there people are questioning. You know, how can these shows keep attracting viewers and and younger viewers especially? Because uh, like I think you're 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 you make a good point. These are shows on at a specific time of night. Yeah. 
um, are they, you know, you know how I, sometimes I may, I make fun of Jay Leno cause I think he's a talentless hack and I, I find his quote unquote jokes like just incredibly annoying and stupid. And I, I just, I just was like when he, when he was, I thought he was just a plague on TV, but he was very popular and had very high ratings, right? Like, I'm just wondering, are are the are those types of shows? Maybe not what's coming next or whatever, but those types of shows are they for morning people? Jay Leno. Well, Jay Leno especially, but even David Letterman and stuff like that. Are they for morning people? What do you mean by that? Well, because for night people, it's like kind of the tone, other than maybe. You know, maybe, like, back when Letterman tried years and years ago on occasion, you know, like, there, the, there'd be good jokes in the in the first, like, 30 minutes. But it just kind of, it's one of those formats, like, what are these shows, like, aren't they, they're at least an hour. They yeah. just drag on, and there's, like, they just go <laughs> downhill. Like, don't the ratings kind of go downhill, like, every minute? So that, you know, by the time the last few guests are on... There's hard. There's many fewer people watching now. Some people do watch through and then watch the later one too, right? But it's a much bigger gig to be in that earlier slot. Just ask Conan O'Brien. Right, right, and and I think too, you know, all these people have pretty good chemistry, um, and have kind of a comedy background that they can think on their feet and interact with guests, and they've been interacting with guests on their own shows, so I think they'll do well in that in that format. I mean, I think that's another big thing is like, if people don't, if they have bad interactions, that makes it for a boring, if they have a bad band or a boring band, you know, that drags it on. You know, like, yeah, well, I I think that's something they've, the NBC shows have put a lot of thought into, right? I, I don't know what, um, I think that like their show, uh, they have, they have, uh, the roots have moved with Jimmy Fallon and, uh, their later show, um, is the late night show has uh like uh, another comedian as the band leader i think uh fred armison where, where seth myers is hosting yeah so like he's like they they i assume that they play some kind of premium on like comedic interplay with the with the uh band leader yeah, and I, and I think, like, you know, Jimmy Fallon, like, he's going to bring Justin Timberlake to prime time late night, or what is it called, late night, I guess? You know, that, that popularity, I mean, we're 35, and yeah. we grew up, I mean, with Justin Timberlake, so people now have kids and families, and they're watching these shows, and they want to see Justin Timberlake they don't want to see like older actors or singers and stuff they want to see kind of what's modern and current now or kind of what they grew up with so it's it's transitioning the audience you know it's it's moving our generation over to that late night let's watch the variety show yeah do, I mean how That's many people are going to move with it our generation basically you know? yeah how many people are really going to move with it like I guess Jimmy Fallon is a is a, a, a fairly young guy uh, like what, maybe around forty or something, and and like the, a lot of these hosts, you know, Colbert, you know, on the younger end, uh, I don't know, prob- uh, whatever. But like, they, you know, are they really? Are they just embracing and 
outdated format. Like you said, variety show. I mean, doesn't that sound like an old term? Like, you're right. I mean, that is basically what it is, but it's like a... It's even more... Um, it's more, like, set than that. It's a set format. I mean, it's like standing monologue. I got you. Desk monologue. You know, cue cards. Uh, uh, first guest. Top and then you all You never have yeah. two major names as, like, the same. Or maybe you do if, you know, if you're booking heavy. But do you know what I mean? Like, you spread the guests out. It's so calculated is all I'm saying. Like, why, why not, you know, have all the best guests on Monday and then just... Have a bunch of hacks the rest of the week. So I think back to your original kind of question. I think it's morning TV for late night watchers. So they get a little bit of news. They get a little bit of celebrity and gossip. Probably more on that end. Do, they get some funny do, stuff, stuff to chit chat about. Not like yeah, those, those news items like, just like Colbert. So Colbert moves right into that yeah. area, right? Like he could, he could keep, he could talk a lot about n- news issues, but. Uh, you know, I don't know. You know. But yes, you're right. It, it's probably, you know, just tweaked slightly for, um, you know, the, the the evening crowd. But it is very formulated. Well, I have to say, so I have the headphones on, which I don't usually have during the podcast. Yeah, and they're monitoring the microphone, right? Yeah, and um, like when the train went by. In my oh, earphones, yeah. it was like, woo, 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 It's, woo. it's loud. It's and when really that loud. motorcycle just went by, it was like, brrrr, like I could hear it in my ears. Yeah, we're um, we're in uh, studio number three, uh, <laughs> so so it it is different sounds than um, than some of the other rooms. But like this is the the first floor um of the house. Um, I'm sorry, the s- second floor of the house but the front of it, so a small front room. So it um, faces out on the street. So if anything, we're going to hear that stuff a little more than downstairs, mm-hmm. where probably a, a very large majority of the podcasts historically have been recorded. And then there was there was the uh, the upstairs studio, which was actually our, our bedroom, the bigger upstairs room. But I, I don't know. I mean, this room is okay, except, yeah, except when the neighborhood decides to to jump in. I like this room because it's warm. Yeah, it's a small room, but it has its own heating vent. So that keeps it nice and warm, especially when the heater is running. Yeah. So what you got there? Plastic 40 ounce? Yeah, that and a lot more uh, after uh, this break, because I am going to take a quick break for a drink. So thank you, Jessica, for uh, joining me for podcast number 131 thank you for having me so in the background you're hearing the uh, audio uh, from a YouTube uh, video by uh, uh, someone goes by the name Rosheder. I don't know R A U S C H E D E R. Well, apparently he's from 
uh, Cleveland or the Cleveland area, and he's his video is called Cleveland Potholes, and uh, apparently he put a GoPro on his uh, car, and you, you just see all of the oh massive, <laughs> enormous, gaping fissures in the earth and <laughs> cracks and holes and just decimated stretches of road. You know what though? Have you noticed? I I see often a lot, especially in a lot of these, you see bricks underneath. And I always think, well, you know what, at least I'm not driving on bricks. You know, dun 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 but or I don't know. People call it cobblestone, so it sounds charming, but it's not. No, I, I I think I think there's there's different types. There's like like there's many different kinds of bricks. There's there's different. I don't know what a cobblestone is, but I think there is some. There's a range of different types of cobblestones and bricks that are in these roads. Uh, and uh, the the ones in Cleveland, like they're they just seem like. Yeah, like the sides of brick houses just put down yeah. on on the ground. They don't they don't seem to to have the the same kind of like polish as ones uh that you see places like Wilmette, Illinois. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not a fan of those there either, but uh you know, in terms of how well they're maintained and probably the quality of the material, I think it's a little better there. Yeah, I mean, I I tweeted out a photo of a giant, giant pothole and um, a picture of the Browns uh, football practice stadium. And I said, you know, it could fit inside of there. And people responded to that because it's it's true. I mean, it's they're so big. They're so huge. You feel like you could fit stadiums. I'm, I'm not kidding you. Now, I mean, not really. You know, this is probably, but it, I mean, it was probably a good five feet wide. And then the, the, the worst thing was it, like, it backs up traffic, right? Because everybody's got to go slow. Because uh, I learned my first year here, I just flew over the potholes and I got a flat tire because um, I probably hit it. I was like, woohoo, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I was having a good old time. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and, then we, and when we moved here, um, we had a Ford Focus. Oh my gosh! Uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, 2002 Ford Focus isn't much of a match for uh, uh, Cleveland roads. Yeah, I don't even think they had like regulation tires on them. They uh, felt like teeny little baby tires. Oh yeah, they uh, they those ones weren't good ones. The the ones that were on there. Yeah. So the guy um, who does did the pothole video also has a video. So he's drinking a plastic 40 of Ice House. Nice. <laughs> yeah, apparently Ice House is still around. Makes me think of the late 90s. I've never heard of Ice oh House. Boy. Oh boy. Remember the ice beer? Remember when Bud Ice was, was around? Yeah. This was in that, I would say, category. And Ice meant it was, what, stronger? Like a higher percentage alcohol? That was essentially the selling point. Right, right. They, yeah, they would call it ice brood or something, but yeah, that yeah. was that's what it came down to. <laughs> Brewing it in the cold makes it uh, stronger. 
This guy's got an awesome bandana on. He's ready to. He's gonna. So he's gonna chug the forty ounces. He's nervous. Why is it? Why do people do this to themselves and film it? It's this whole subgenre on YouTube. Cinnamon challenge and baby powder well, challenge. Yeah, but this is. I would say what what he does fits into a group. That's um. You know, you know how I found these types of videos. He burped right into the camera. I almost like felt that. <laughs> and it's he said he said what did he say? Bubbles or foam? Foam. You better. It should be cold. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. maybe it got shaken off. Uh, it, you know, uh, the, the, this this genre, I would say, is people that have food and beer, and they <laughs> some of them drink forties fast. <laughs> there's there's the uh, the videos. I should I should play some videos from the Wiseman's Committee. Because that video takes clips from, uh, not I don't think yeah. they use this guy, but they, but they but stuff in this genre, <laughs> and uh, yeah, like, uh, um, let me see where. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and he's just sputtering towards the end. Yeah, it's it's Funny I mean, burps. forty ounces. That's more than three regular beers. That should be um, part of. The headline. You know how you do your quotes in the headline of the podcast. I, I would like to nominate "foamy burps" as one. <laughs> foamy burps. That's. So this this is the Wiseman's Committee video it's called "Stone Cold Beer Boy." Right, he's what Up, sure. But I feel like mashup is like a an outdated term. Do you know what I mean? Like, what's the new term? Yeah, power blaster. Power um, blaster. That's something at the end of that video that he has like two little tags at the end of the video. Yeah, like what was the other one? Like I like Wonder Bread or something, or what was the other one? We'll have to play more videos. Oh, that was funny. Out. Or like it was. It felt like it was like oh donuts or something. I don't know. It was pretty funny. So, yeah, what is that called when people do that? Mashups, video? Well, yeah, because ma mashup uh, to, had a cur had currency on uh, the web for a while as uh, use it, uh, using APIs in, in the, in, you know, in the so-called 
Tim O'Reilly named Web 2.0 era, uh, people would use APIs for, for, for different apps to mash them up like uh, famously the Twitter vision uh, page where, where uh, there would be a combination of, I think, Google Maps and Twitter where they would show the location of the latest tweets. Yeah. Uh, Flickr Vision, yeah. which was more interesting because it added a lot of Flickr photos. That was interesting because it was just like a stream of that was Flickr really photos. cool. I remember being a part of that, and I remember looking at the Flickr Vision, especially and seeing like one tweet and two tweet, and then I remember it getting like out of control where they're like, we can't show every tweet. No, they couldn't so after, after after not too long, but but yeah. early on, uh, Twitter was a very small community, and there was that public timeline where people like all the different tweets that were being made would be shown and it was the kind of thing that could be refreshed let's say early 2007 it could be refreshed every five to ten seconds maybe longer maybe shorter and one could probably see the whole stream of twitter you know and and uh yeah things have changed a little bit from then i think i think one of my favorite things about twitter early on was um the fail whale, you know, they really they em- they embraced their brand with that page, with that, you know. And it that was done a... by somebody else, you know. She wasn't in Twitter; it was just like a it was something they got off the web. Oh, really? They stole it? No, they didn't steal it, oh. but 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 it wasn't by someone from Twitter. It was just an image that they had gotten off the web. But they decided to put it up uh, for their. They did. Yeah. And I'm sure name it the farewell. I don't know who named it that. Yeah. But oh, because it has the little birdies pulling up the whale, but somebody else had made that. That's interesting. I never knew that. Well, they've they've really you know they've changed. I mean they they have these new profile photos now where it kind of it's like a big banner. You know, very much like the Facebook, um, what do they call that? The the main header image on your Facebook page. Um, I can't think of the name of it. But there, you can like pin a tweet to the top of your timeline, I'm guessing. Um, kind of like a Facebook feature, like I guess if you, if you, or you can pin it to your profile. They have, they have, uh, they've changed the profile page a lot, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty interesting, but, you know, in the same token, Facebook is becoming a lot like Twitter by, a lot, you know, having hashtags and um, really, you know, using that. I wonder what they're going to do with it. I mean, I think right now to see other people talking about things on Facebook, people have to get used to that idea because there's a lot more like permissions, like, right? But I guess people have random friends on Facebook. You know, people who have, like, thousands of friends and they just kind of meet via, like, a socially, like, a my, that MySpace-esque-ness. I'm sure it exists on Facebook. Uh, the, like, people, people talking to random people. Yeah. Isn't that kind of against the grain of what fa- the way Facebook has sold itself and the word of mouth that it's had for, for years? Isn't that kind of against the grain of what people think of it as? Yeah, but I... But I think it probably happens on there. But then where else does it happen? Like, does it happen on Snapchat? Where has, like, the social dating people, where have they gone? 
now that MySpace is about music. Yeah, MySpace doesn't have nearly the audience it used to either. Uh, the the woman behind um, the uh, fail whale is named uh, Yiying Lu. Okay. And uh, yeah, I, I think I think the that peak fail whale happened probably around like two thousand eight or so. It was when you know there the the site um, uh, what was it was scaling up. Uh, and getting very popular. When did when did Oprah Winfrey talk about it? Well, that was around two thousand eight or two thousand nine, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I think Oprah was like, "I'm on Twitter, I'm Oprah," and, she, <laughs> and they're like, "Oprah now has five point seven billion followers on Twitter. <laughs> How did she do it? You know, <laughs> it's like, hello, big week. <laughs> She's Oprah, <laughs> exactly." Um, but no, but I, um, I like the idea of, um, making that page at least a little bit fun and trying to do something in, you know, entertaining or informative or the, the profile page, Try- the fail, the fail, oh, page, like oh, the fail page, page, you know, like that's, that's where I think, you know, a brand really shines is, is what does the error page look like? I don't know. I think it's. There's a lot of really, they, if you go like do like an internet search for, what is it, 404 error pages, they have some really neat ones, you know, depending on the brand. Yeah, well, 404 page, uh, you know, maybe, yeah, it might, might maybe it needs to reflect the brand. Um, a lot of times, you know, in themes, in, in WordPress themes, uh, I find that it's overwritten. There's too much there. And if you're going to do something that's like in a template, you should just say, 404 not found yeah well I, f- I feel like web design now is is going towards more of the like fancy stuff again that's what I like to call it so you know as you scroll the images change it's like um mm-hmm. it has an awareness of where you are it, on the page yeah it has those um rotating backgrounds those yeah yeah it'll it, you'll you'll scroll by and it'll look like there's a background underneath that'll essentially scroll by itself. And yeah. and you know there's there's a lot of uh, yeah there's a lot of CSS three that people are using. And then people are yeah there's a lot of JavaScript and frameworks and, and video stuff. too. People are using video to have things you know move and animate um, instead of and and it gives you the 3D effect, right? Um, and you don't have to do an animation, you can do the actual live things if you want to do a physical real thing. But it's a uh, it's it's just cool. It's fun to it's fun to watch this trend or this um watch the trends, you know, come in and go and we you know, we had to get simple because we were getting onto mobile devices, but now that our mobile devices can handle more we're, we're getting more complex, you know, and then now we're in this world of complexity, but the the UX, you know, community has really been like, okay, but it's got to be form and function, right? Like, before we were just like, whoa, we can do all this cool stuff. And we just like, the designers kind of went crazy. And then I think the coders came back in and said, okay, there's too much going on. Let's simplify it. And then the designers came back and they're like, okay, well now that we have all these cool things like HTML5 that let us do this stuff and it's you know it's a lot lighter, we can do this kind of stuff. So now they're just you know like I feel like they're discovering what all the new 
tools can do and now people are like oh well you don't have to do this now you can just use this so what's what's going to happen with this this realm of design you know um and and make it really user friendly and really thoughtful and i think there's a lot of work you know for to be done out there to help people think of the new way of websites right like so many people are still on the old website style of course all you had to do was just pull a pin on it and oh my god i think people who smoke are real losers the perfect time of the year for a whirlpool eventually have to learn how to deal with a computer there's nothing to fear in the world of high tech the anglo male feels just as discriminated against as the black did 30 or 40, 50 years ago. It's no different. KX4, we're just your style. You may remember him as the outrageous car salesman striving to heavenly heights to make you a great deal. That's showbiz. Ta-ta! He kept his dark side from the public. You know, well, I told him the truth. You used copium. Mm -hmm. Sure did. Now I'm at, I'm at uh, uh, peace with myself. I sleep every night like a baby. <laughs> Where are they now? My name is Paul Wood, and I'm a recent graduate of DeKalb High School in DeKalb, Illinois. I trained two rats through operant conditioning to play basketball. I would make an appointment for the dentist because I needed a checkup. I would sit in the chair, and he would say, I can't believe the thought of buildup that you have on your teeth. Okay. At that point, I said to the dentist, Lenny, is there any way that I can avoid this problem? Huh? And he said, well, why don't you try breast water control? Quick, you're your camera. It's been almost two years since I took a picture with his flash. Hey, still energized. Still energized after almost two years. I, I, I don't understand why you're so mad at Special delivery pizza that really delivers. Babies. Can you stand the heat of this sizzling swimwear? Find out on Fast Delivered Company. Pizza, so I guess this means you're not going home for Christmas, huh? Oh, that's me. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves grandma. What does that mean? It means that I don't buy it. He's <laughs> good bread. <laughs> Furniture. Dating you, Lori. 
has got to be a unique experience. <laughs> yeah. It really has got to be. Can uh -huh. you tell me about that? Dating me? Dating you. All right, here we go. You know, it's a strange thing. All right. All right, here we go. Good. Good. <laughs> the clown just slapped the guy. <laughs> 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 the clown slapped the guy. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'd like to say that, that more people ought to ride bicycles. This program has access to every computer system in the country. And it thinks for itself. I'm sorry, Gregory. I must complete what I started. Power surging. No, P1, don't. Goodbye, Gregory. Sex. Was Stop the whining. Greatest gift that God gave mankind. The heat's coming down in Chinatown for T.J. Hooker. Last night, I just programmed Mr. Coffee to have my coffee ready when I wake up. With this electronic digital command system, Mr. Coffee woke up before I did. Telling the tale, the computer whiz, suspected of tying up U.S. defense research systems, steps into the spotlight. The day, that day, <laughs> that wonderful day, it oh, shines. How are you? It glows <laughs> all oh, oh. the place. How are you? You know, I beg people to listen to me. I use plain, simple English. stuck in a claw machine a claw machine you know those um you know those uh th those those uh machines that they they have um 
in, in like arcades and places where uh, oh, yeah. inside the glass there are stuffed animals or uh, toys or novelty items or something and and uh, it, there's a mechanical claw that that one tries to grab stuff with and it's often very hard to actually grab anything with them but um, yeah there is a story that I uh, that I saw that um, like I know I know it's right in here somewhere okay so um, I, 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 wanna, I don't know where this this w-o-w-t is uh hmm. but um there i'm it's it's trying to load right now i don't know uh so he crawled inside apparently right? like this trapdoor apparently i guess it's a mystery he's just a little kid apparently slipped out of his home but they didn't decide to hold anything against the mother that he had just slipped out quickly and found his way there and by the time you know like like he was like like she apparently found out quickly and reported it but people didn't know um like like at first people were just you know uh at a uh bowling and billiards place madsen's bowling and billiards in lincoln and i don't know uh what state that's in lincoln. i'm always amazed at the kind of provincial nature of local newspaper and uh news channel websites they don't often mention what state they're in. Don't they realize there's an internet audience coming by to like laugh at their strange stories? <laughs> a boy walked right out of the apartment and you won't believe where he ended up. That's right. He's in the claw machine at the oh nearby bowling alley. This happened in Lincoln. Matson's bowling and billiards. Just for like, how did he get in there? And it, that's pretty much what everybody was saying. Like, how did he get in there? So I... You know, I guess the only thing we can think of is that he crawled up where the prizes come out, but it's still not possible. One of the workers at the bowling alley found him just about the same time his mother was reporting her missing child to police. The vendor was called in to get the boy out. Oh, my and, gosh. Uh, it, it took him some time to get in there, so um, it wasn't easy for him to do. Let's put it that way. The good news for the three-year-old, no injuries, and he's safe at home tonight. Why are you doing this, sir? Name is Kale Ireland. You might be wondering how far he wandered. Well, it was a couple hundred feet, and it's on the same side of the street, so no busy streets he had to pass. My son is the same age, and I can tell you yes. I've lost him for a few seconds. I know what that feeling is uh, like. I don't care. Kale was just fine with it. Playing in the claw machine. Every kid's dream, I think. Goodbye. Yeah, like, did he at least get to take a prize home? <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would. of the streets of Lakewood, Ohio. This is the PacificPelican.us slash 64 podcast with me, Dan McKeown, and with Jessica. Hi. And uh, we're recording today on uh, Wednesday, 
April 23rd, told you uh, why they named the current version of OS 10 Mavericks of course you know uh, people know that Mavericks is a surf spot in California yeah and but you know and, and so it's a cool name it doesn't need to be explained but I'm gonna explain it anyway okay I think uh, they're basically telling users that if uh, you use OS 10.9 and you have a spinning hard drive you're gonna have a beach ball party Welcome to the beach. I mean, they're talking about the surf, surf right? The beach. Yeah. And so beach ball on the side. I mean, you are going to be seeing uh, beach balls if you are, you know, running the current version of OS X. I mean, I mean you got to think they're developing it on solid state drives and stuff. Yeah. And you, your MacBook Air has a solid state drive. Yeah, you, you, you always... Uh, Notice how fast it is. Well, yeah, the disk I O is just night and day, and uh, I think increasingly that is uh, one of the real bottlenecks in performance. Yeah, but I love my Air. It's just a magical little computer. Well, it, it seems to have served you well. Now, you know, with um, with uh, my MacBook Pro, it's just. Uh, it's just absolutely uh, crippled because I started running Chrome. You know, Chrome is such a resource hog. Uh, I was using Safari, which does throttle flash in the background a bit, and I thought maybe I'd have a better chance, you know, of, of the computer not uh, overheating, and, you know, or at least getting really hot and then making really loud fan sounds.
In fact, neighbors were my, my fault today when news crossed of the shootings. At first, she was worried for her husband's safety. She was crying. So I just, you know, I just consoled her. You know, I told her everything would be okay. And, you know, we all came downstairs and, you know, we sat there. And as soon as they announced the name of the shooter, she, she just lost it. Um, and and what, did she, what did she say to you and, and what did you say to her? Uh, she said, that's him. That's him. And I, I didn't really say anything to her because what could I say? Bullshit. What do we do know? He purchased a 45 caliber handgun from Guns Galore March 1st, a little more than a month ago. The same gun store near Fort Hood where Major Nadal Hassan bought his gun in 2009 before killing 13 and injuring more than 30 here. And while authorities here at Fort Hood were aware Lopez suffered from mental issues and seen a psychiatrist last month, today in Washington, the Secretary of the Army said there were no warning signs of anything like this. As of this morning, we had indication on the record of that examination that there was any sign of, of uh, likely violence either to himself or to others. Today, my colleague Martha Raddatz spoke to Lopez's former supervisor in Puerto Rico. No, it is not true. Nothing but praise. So you would say he was an outstanding soldier? That's correct. Come on, don't bullshit me. But it was last summer when things began to unravel. He was uh, undergoing uh, a variety of treatment and diagnoses for mental health conditions, ranging from depression to anxiety uh, to some sleep disturbance. He was prescribed a number of, uh, of drugs to address those, uh, including Ambien. Lopez was being... Now to our top story, the local music community shaken up after a bloody brawl outside of a concert club. Shots were fired, several people were stabbed, and nearly two dozen were taken into custody. And this all went down during a music festival in Lakewood called Firefest. And tonight, more witnesses are coming forward to share horrific details of what they saw. 19 Action News reporter Blake Chenault is live with the story. Blake. Sometimes these fans are called heavy metal headbangers, and after last night's concert, we know why. 23 of them were arrested, and today they spent their Easter Sunday right there in the Lakewood City Jail. Why don't you tell me your name? If there was an eyewitness to a street fight that bordered on a riot, it would be Lorinda Ellis. My house was right there, so when I came out, it was just straight gunshots heard. And he can tell you how this aluminum bat was broken. Somebody got Big their week. head busted up and, like, broke broke a metal bat. He can also tell you what happened to some of these people after a knife fight. Several people got sent to the hospital with stab wounds. And what a fight it was. More than a <laughs> dozen people handcuffed and arrested. Cars damaged. Brass knuckles confiscated. And shell casings left on the ground. Why are you acting like this? It's ridiculous because we are in Lakewood. You know, this is a suburb. And this is a common for us. That concert called Firefest 2014 featured bands like Ringworm, Drowning, and Race Riot. They are. exactly expect their fans to hold hands and sing Kumbaya after such a show, but you also don't expect them to beat each other senseless. That's sure. The concerts I would go to. Brian Curlin, across the street from where the melee took place, moved here because he thought the area was low-key. And that was one of the reasons why I moved here was because it was kind of quiet. When all was said and done, four people were stabbed, as many as 30 people took part in the fight, and 23 people were arrested, and all 23 arrested spent their Easter Sunday 
locked up in jail. Before Easter, you know, the resurrection of Jesus. It's crazy. Oh, my God. It's a joke. Again, it's a fucking joke. People, you know what I mean? Where they remain tonight, expected to be charged in the rain sometime tomorrow. In Lake with Blake Chanel, 19 accidents. Oh, come on. This is bullshit. Century by Calvin Harris, uh, Tiesto and Mosca remix. Google has a new camera app for Android. I think it's only available for 4.4 KitKat or whatever. Uh, but there's a feature when when a user takes a video with the phone held up and down. And, you know, they're in a position to take one of the infamous vertical videos. Yeah. It has a symbol, like a kind of translucent phone symbol mm, with nice. round, rounded arrows being, uh, you know, a kind of, I don't know, kind of uh, telling the user, maybe suggesting that they turn their phone. Yeah. That's pretty clever. Because here's the thing, you know, videos might end up on other screens and screens aren't really vertical these days. Well, that and it's it's makes it very difficult to edit. It's it's it, vertical videos are, are one of those ex extraordinarily appalling uh, phenomena, you know, because I guess it just, they represent the mass entry into uh, videography that smartphones have enabled. And I think that is cool. The populist kind of side of that is actually very cool. But, uh, you know, you like you said, you know, there's, there's a lot of issues with them. I think people use them for uh, like a moving photograph, right? So somebody, they want to narrow in on somebody and they want to get just that tight action of well, them doing something. Well, I you know, I mean the the I see a the, lot of the moms for, use it. for photography it's still I the problem with that is that photography is for human eyes and human eyes are are left to right. So uh, even up and down up and down photography is not very eye friendly. I don't think it's very natural um and it, it you know I, but I but I do think that what you're talking about I mean you're, you're 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 talking about the real way people use stuff I think you're onto something and I think uh, people text each other videos right you talk about if you see a mom taking a video well do you think in some cases that mom might just be texting to a few other uh, moms or a few friends or yeah. family members or something and maybe they're viewing it on their phone vertically as well Right. But I think, don't you want to think a little broader than that? And you can always turn your phone sideways. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. 
Thanks for listening to episode 131. You can find the show notes at pacificpelican.us slash 64. You can find Jessica's website at jessica.sf3am.com and you can find uh, my homepage at djmcloud.com Email the show at podcast at pacificpelican.us Who is this? Also, check out danmcyoung.info.